Yeah, let's kick it. Hello and happy Easter 2016, you guys. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, Easter. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, the Insert Credit Show, which you know because uh, you downloaded it voluntarily. We don't we don't force it on you because we don't know how to do that yet. Um, I am this week's host, Frank Spaldi. Hello. Uh, joining me, as always, is uh, Brandon Sheffield and Tim Rogers. How you guys doing? Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, Brandon, did you uh, did you make it to the bathroom? I got there. Okay, good. Yeah, we, we had some discussion before the show. Brandon wasn't sure if he'd be able to to uh, get to the bathroom in time, so uh, we were yeah, all yeah. Well, our you breath. know, you gotta your body's natural rhythms. You gotta you can't can't mess with them too much. No, uh, they 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 kind of dictate what happens to you rather than the other way around. So, uh, luckily, we were we were able to to get everything going in the in the correct direction. Yeah, I also had a pretty good bathroom morning. Tim, how was your bathroom morning? Well, I have uh, an enlarged prostate uh, and diabetes, so uh, it's actually never pleasant. It has not been pleasant for 10 years. I have to sit on the toilet in order to urinate. I have to lift one foot or the other uh, sometimes to get the bladder moving at the correct angle to uh, get the urine to enter the urethra. So it's always extremely discomfort discomfortable and uh painful uh at all seconds of the day uh i take about five ibuprofen every six hours mm-hmm. and uh i sit on pillows um, well all right yeah <laughs> so that's that's how the bathroom goes for me sounds like a good one happy yeah. easter uh, yeah there it goes buddy <laughs> that's um, how it goes it actually was easter when i had the uh inguinal hernia surgery uh, that caused the beginning of my urinary system problems. I didn't know it had an origin story. Oh, it's not really an origin story. It's just uh, the first coincidence. I see. I see. It's an an origin (laughs) story is what you you could call the first thing that later seems like a coincidence. Uh, So, uh, yeah. And I played Skies of Arcadia. Uh, during or after the surgery? During, during the surgery. During recovery. the surgery. Nice. On, this morning, on nice. Easter. Cool. Yeah, Skies of Arcadia, good springtime game. Well, uh, on, on the note of video games, this is a video game show. Um, typical format, though we don't always follow this, is uh, we bring up a question or, or a subject, if you prefer, and uh, talk about it for eh, six minutes, give or take. I don't know. We've gotten a lot looser over the years. Um, and uh, I got a list here. I'm ready to go if you are. Why yeah, not? let's do it. All right. Um, let's start with the hardest one. You ready? Yeah. All right. Um, so you guys have probably seen this, but uh, Ryan Green, who is the lead on That Dragon Cancer, uh, TDC wrote a, wrote a very uh, yeah on TDC gets him uh, just published a, a very passionate blog post um, essentially blaming let's play videos of of the game on on some lost sales yeah um, and this is I I have I don't know about you guys but I've kind of struggled 
with how I feel about this. Uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about uh, the blog post? I struggled with it a little bit. I didn't read it all the way through. I kind of skimmed it. Uh-huh. Um, for me, it's just like, I don't know, if if you make a game that someone can watch and get everything out of, like, that that's kind of what he was saying, is that people, he felt like people were watching, you know, playthroughs, some of which didn't have much commentary, and, and then those people felt like they had had the experience. And it's like, if you make a game like that, it's hard to... It's hard to expect, you know, that people aren't going to do that. I don't know. It's 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 weird. I don't want that guy to not be able to sell his video game, but I also you know, this is this is this is the world that we live in right now. You can't really be expecting to not have uh, I don't know. I can't I obviously can't yeah. even ar- articulate this, but like there there are scads of people out there struggling to and hoping for people to uh to to do let's plays of their game and have it be popular in that way and uh this fellow he wants the opposite thing he wants people to not talk about it it's it's i don't know man <laughs> uh i didn't see any blog post about this that about this that dragon cancer but uh uh i guess first of all i should disclaim i think it's cool to make a game about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I really now wish I'd prepared myself to speak in rhyme this entire time. <laughs> uh, it's cool to make a game about something that's not something games are typically about, and it's cool for it to be a narrative where you have choices that change or don't change things, uh, where you're picking a dialogue option that is a uh, futile that doesn't actually change anything in the story, but you chose whether to be mean or not. Uh, I think that's neat. Yeah. Uh, that That is definitely playing a video game, duh. But at the same time, yeah, okay. So your game has everything in it you can see, right? You can see everything that the player gets. But I really don't think watching a Let's Play of that game is playing that game i think actually making the choices whether they're whether they're futile or not whether they're in vain or not making the choices is part of the game certainly but yeah right so i mean we probably all agree on that yeah but i Uh, i think that uh you know if you know they're futile and you've seen the ending yeah and then i don't believe that most people who watched that would then go buy it yeah they probably would not buy the game but here's What's really gonna bake your noodle? That's a Matrix <laughs> reference. Is uh, uh, is the sort of person to watch a let's play of a story-heavy game about a little kid with cancer? Is that sort of person? Uh, I mean, a let's play. Let's play means somebody's talking over it. Yeah, right? but but uh, you didn't read the blog post, and they said there I didn't are a read. Lot I of, didn't read the blog. There post, are a lot yeah. of there are a lot of. Uh, videos posted that he's also he's not complaining just about the let's play culture he's, yeah he's complaining about videos existing of the game including ones with no commentary so yeah well what what i'm saying okay the no commentary one is interesting but uh what i'm saying is uh like if you if you know the hook of the game right mm-hmm. like okay for example i don't watch movie previews ever right 
if you know the hook of this game, that it's about being the parent of a child with cancer, and you watch some videos, uh, aside from a, a trailer or something for promotional reasons, like, you're probably not the sort of person to buy it. Right. Um, like, I, I do want, I do want to add in some napkin math here just so we can sort of get a perspective on, on the sales of this game. Uh, so let yeah. me interrupt you here for a second. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. So just Steam Spy wise, it's, it's 12, 12 and a half thousand right now, plus or minus two, but let's just go with the 12 and a half thousand. All right. Shoot. So, uh, that's a 14.99 game. So quick napkin math. That's about 187 revenue after Steam's take. That's about 131,000. Um, and they said the staff was eight people, uh, working for several years, uh, on what he claimed, uh, quote, thousands of hours of work. Um, so if we just split that 131 among eight people, which is, I mean, obviously they weren't all full time or whatever, but that's 16K per person for years of work. Um, hourly, assuming thousands, bare minimum 2000, that's $8 an hour. Is, is what they got. But, uh, you know, like it, it is a situation where this person's, you know, they're not making money on this game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I get that they're looking for reasons why it doesn't, why it didn't make money. Uh, I would posit myself that it's not because people could watch the game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, certainly. It's, it's because it is not, a highly marketable game. It's it's not a game that a lot of people want to buy. It's, it's not extremely it's commercial. Game. Yeah. It's a new thing, baby. You know? Like, and uh, and that isn't a judgment on quality or, or worth or anything. It's just not a commercial game. Um, I uh I haven't played that game yet, but I really want to, and I'm not gonna watch any videos of it. And uh that's I agree. me. I agree. Like I, I also would like to experience this game once and but i also recognize that i might just kind of not feel like playing it and and watch it just to just to have you know some awareness of it eventually and and i know that if i watched it i would never play it um and that's just i don't know like i i i I, I feel for this person, you know, and, and that's why I struggled with this question so much is because I, I empathize with the situation entirely. I'm sure all three of us do um, yeah. because not, not making money in, in your business. And in fact, being in debt uh, because of the, this game like that, that's awful. But I, I can't, you know, like, like Brandon was saying, this is just the reality of the situation right now is that yeah. the world we're in. Uh, but, I also see the other side, which is the argument maybe against uh, allowing, you know, your your copyrighted work to be up in its entirety on YouTube. If you're, if you're, like it's it's just if if your if your game's essentially a movie where you, where you're you know sort of making the the barest of decisions, then you know is is the youtube video the complete work then and if so like is it that much different than putting someone else's movie on youtube uh i think that it's not the same thing as putting a movie on youtube okay uh yeah so i i mean i have a lot of stuff to say about this that's not exactly on this topic but uh i think i think you covered it 
So I'm looking at the Steam page for this game, and this is one of my favorite things to do lately. I've told you guys about this. Uh, I go to a Steam page, I go to the community forum, and I read the threads about how the game is too expensive, because every game has one. Mm-hmm. Every game has a thread. So this game has a thread that's about how it's too expensive, obviously. It's fourteen ninety nine, which is, uh, I mean, no matter what the cost of the game is, there's... Most of the people on the Steam forum are talking about how it's too expensive. Yep. Uh, I'm preparing myself for Video Ball being too expensive. I, I've, I've lived it, baby. Yeah. Oh, you know it. Yeah. So I found – I mean, this isn't even in the it's too expensive thread. This is on the top. There's a uh, 1.9 hours on record, not recommended. 96 of 137 people found this review helpful. Two people found this review funny, right? Okay. And – uh there is this man, this is the most, the guy has a picture of a cat as his avatar, and his username is Destroyer of Antique Pottery. Uh, <laughs> I want to read a little bit of what this guy, okay, I'm just going to read a couple of uh, uh, phrases from this. Please do. This is, we, we've this gone is over the, time on this by far, but I'm okay with that, because I think this is the, the, the biggest one of the show. Yeah, this, this rules anyway, because it's like, this is the sort of person who is, uh, telling people to not buy this game. All right. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to read these all out of order. This guy has five paragraphs. I'm going to read a little bit of each paragraph and not tell you what order it's in. Cause it doesn't matter. <laughs> that dragon cancer is beautiful, but not for everyone. Although I could not connect with it as much as I had hoped. I am genuinely glad that something like this exists in the medium, even if it wasn't particularly made for me. And then I remember it wasn't made for me. It's like, okay, whoa, man. Yeah, that's, again, that's that's an entire airplane compartment full of baggage there. Uh, as a warning to those with adverse reactions to the mere mention of religion, this title has prevalent and reoccurring themes of faith that may alienate some players. During these particular segments, I personally found it difficult to empathize fully with the game. Although I still wholeheartedly understood and sympathized, this is this is the most reddity thing I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I feel that any attempts to judge a artistically embellished autobiographic account as tragic as this tale would only be misinterpreted as malicious. However, I assure you that I am not coming from a place of ill intent. I am merely being honest with my own personal experience. Uh, yeah, this person seems wow. completely, uh, completely, uh, I don't know, full of some stuff and, uh, not saying that this game rules and this guy should suck it down or whatever. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm seeing that all over the reviews. That guy kind of encapsulated it really hard. Well, he's like oh, the top man. rated review, right? It's it's right at the top. Yeah. And then one right under it that uh, I won't get into too much on. The very beginning, it's 1.6 hours, thumbs down. Uh, as a few others have already touched on, uh, this game heavily touches on, I love that, touches on twice, touches on the idea of religion. <laughs> right? And it's like that's his entire reason for giving it a thumbs down. It's like, whoa, that kind of, I don't know. It's like, uh, man, I, I've... I've paid money to watch movies about people with lightsabers. That's not real. 
Like, right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that. That I don't know. Anyway, that's all I've got to say about that. All right. Any closing thoughts before we move uh, move away from this? Nah. Nah. Uh, that's my closing thought. All right. That's a good closing thought. Uh, all right. So uh, I think one of the potentially coolest things to have happened in video games in the last couple weeks is that Valve released the CAD files for the Steam controller, uh, allowing people to 3D print and customize their own versions of it. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, yeah, that rules. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the basic idea is, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, that that you can take the guts from an existing Steam controller and, and, uh, you know, reconfigure it with, with your 3D printed configuration of choice and you know have a custom controller so i guess my question is like is this the future is this like potentially the future is this where we're going is is are there is there is there a potential of releasing i mean this is the first time that 3d printing has made sense for me with video games like like that the first time there's been a connection in my head at all so i don't know for example is there a future where there's like a video ball that ship that ships with, you know, 3D printing files for your controller? Man, I would love that. But is is that where we're going, or is this? I, just I don't know. Like... I I don't think that. Well, it that's it's maybe where we're going if 3D printing becomes a thing that a lot of people have, right? And is cheap and is good. Like I don't, I've I've touched a lot of 3D printed stuff and. You know, in order to make it feel like a thing that I'm gonna want to hold in my hand all the time, you gotta like sand it down and fill well, in well, all for, the. For, forget the at-home 3D printing for a second. All right, what about yeah. what about? Uh, I mean, if if these are if these are just shells you can manufacture for guts that a lot of people might own, right? If it just becomes like making shells, you know, it, it, like I can see a future where you you can be at pack showing your game and selling customizable sh- you know customized shells for you know ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's potentially possible um, if you've if you've got the stuff. But for me, having the stuff is a is a big barrier. I I don't think that's going to be the guts. Yeah, I don't I don't think the the not the guts, but the um, the three D printer. Well, I guess the guts too, man. Like, I guess you can just buy that in a kit. How many people really want to, uh, want to rice-a-roni their controller though? You know, the, 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 and I helped shake and bake version of controllers, um, where, where they want to assemble it themselves. I guess there'll be, there'll be some out there. I feel like people are... They... Kids these days growing up on Minecraft, you never know, man. Yeah, yeah I guess so. They're building a castle one voxel at a time. Maybe not one voxel at a time, but something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can do one voxel at a time in Minecraft. That would be really cool. Maybe they're really big voxels. How big are the? I mean, isn't that the idea of? I don't know, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the idea of a voxel that one? It's uh, everything is all the thing. Yeah. Oh, I guess I guess it is one voxel at a time. It's one big voxel with a with with a texture that looks like a bunch of voxels, right? Yeah. That's what Minecraft is. Um, I get confused by that stuff. I the actually, end. the more I think about it, the more I think that this is going to be like, I'm thinking about steam again. Right. And every time there's, there's a steam release and this is something I've, I've seen firsthand as well. You mean every time they let off some steam, every time they let off some steam. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they, 
every every time in right under the thread about how it's too expensive there's the thread about how to modify the game files to make it work correctly right yes um and i can see a future where there's a third thread that is how to print the controller that makes this game feel correct yeah and i think that's a cool future yeah, that feature's I would have a right. good time with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I I would probably almost never participate in that, but I I like the idea of. I mean, like, I, 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 people like to customize their experiences a lot. That's that's just where we are. That's the future, and and I, I kind of like the idea of that expanding into the physical realm as we get more and more digital. Uh, and I like the idea of people sort of, you know, once they've retired from playing a game. You know, having this keepsake, this customized controller, is is kind of a neat idea. Yeah, I think uh, uh, this is something that is going to happen. It just requires uh, it requires the guts to be in like a format, like they're a standard modular format of these guts that slide out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like a couple of maybe there's two screw holes on the back of the controller, and when you unscrew them, it it jiggles free the circuit board that you then yank out and that has all the button connectors or whatever on it right and then uh because i'm thinking in terms of how much variance you get in a controller just out of the grips on it so i've got right here at my desk for testing video ball uh i've got a hody fighting commander 4 for the playstation 4 and i've got a mad cats fight pad pro for street fighter 5 and uh one of them, the Mad Cat's Fight Pad Pro, for example, sits on my desk perfectly flat, which is very interesting for a, a pad controller. And uh that's touted as one of the key features of it. And it's like, why can't there be why can't my Steam controller sit flush on my desk? Why can't the PlayStation 4 controller sit like completely flat on my desk without setting off the triggers every two seconds, which is really horrible. So, yeah, I'd 3D print a controller shell that was more like this for a controller that was more like a PS4 controller. This Mad Cat's Fight Pad Pro is awful, by the way. Uh, they found a way to make a D-pad worse than the uh, Xbox 360 <laughs> original D-pad. They try to say, they say in their goddamn marketing copy that it's like a, a Sega Saturn D-pad. Well, they're totally wrong. Uh, it's interesting guys... how those guys have never managed to make a good pad, but th- like that, uh, that was what made them seem so bad for so long. And then they made a fight stick that was actually decent, and people were like, "Oh, these guys aren't." aren't because so bad they're anymore. using they're using parts. They're using Hori and uh, Sanwa, yeah. and uh, yeah, they're using parts. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. They they have this uh, focus that they want to make good controllers, and they do, and they sell them for a premium, but. I bought this, uh, you've probably got one of their old fight pads, right? Yeah. The Street Fighter 4 ones mm-hmm. with the clickier buttons. Those are like based on a PDP stick that they just kind of made their own version of. That's little micro switches that are from Japan. So it's like, uh, they decided to from the ground up make their own fighting controller. Have you seen it? The, no. uh, the Street Fighter 5 one? I haven't. Well, look it up when you get a chance or if you're ever over here, just, Ask me, uh, and I haven't taken it back to GameStop yet, uh, because it really, really sucks. Uh, 
Uh, it's just, just everything on it is bad. Uh, it's, it's inexcusable except that it sits completely flat on a desk, which is super cool. Uh, but yeah, it's weird that the D-pad is as bad as it is because they decided to make their own D-pad, not a clicky D-pad like they did for their old fight pads. And it's supposed to be like a Saturn D-pad, but it ain't. So you need to come over here and touch it and be like, yeah, that ain't a Saturn D-pad. Like, uh, you need to, uh, so we can mention it on, uh, what's it called? Uh, on the insert credit show. Oh, oh, that thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, we need to be able to mention <laughs> that that the Saturn D-pad has not been dethroned by this thing. Yeah, I'll, I, well, I've now seen a picture of this thing, and, uh, well... We'll see. <laughs> well, the thing is, when you're holding it in your hands, it actually feels real good. Hmm. Like, it actually feels good to hold, but it doesn't feel good to press any of the button implements on it. I kind of like their clicky stick version. Yeah, I like that too, and guess what? That's not what this is. <laughs> it looks like it would be a clicky stick, but it's this big, ugly thing. Uh. It's a B-U-T. Well, uh, on the subject of 3D printing and controllers, uh, there were a couple fakes going around uh, this NX controller that seemed to fool uh, just about everybody on the internet, except maybe me. But I, I would like you guys to also have the opportunity to, to, to feel uh, smug and say you were not fooled. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I wasn't fooled. We were sitting here in the office when that uh, that Vine or that GIF came out. That showed that somebody had a somebody put Zelda on it. Right? Did you see that? They put like Zelda U on there. I mean, we'd seen it already, and we were like, "This is fake and it's terrible." Mm -hmm. And then we saw the GIF, and it was like, "This is fake. This is definitely fake and definitely terrible." And uh, well, that GIF, hard that GIF was not meant to fool anybody. That was like, no, no, it was a guy being like, "This is how it could work," yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, this thing is fake and it's terrible and uh look how bad it would actually be. And yeah. it's like uh Nintendo I mean, you know, I hate to say what Nintendo should do, but they they don't got the money to uh make something that weird looking. Yeah. You know? They're gonna make a PlayStation Vita. That I think has I a TV component. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's just going to be a smaller Wii U controller. Yeah, ultimately. or a normal-sized PlayStation Vita. <laughs> Man, we did that on it. We on an episode of the show. I mentioned this like two years ago. I said that what Nintendo has to do, if it comes true, word for word, I'm going to be real glad. <laughs> It's just a PlayStation Vita with a thing that plugs into your TV. Here's 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 why the the here's why I thought they were fake from the beginning. Yeah, they look exactly like the crappy patent drawing. Exactly like the patent. Yeah, that was that was exactly what we said. We're like, it looks exactly like a patent that was filed years ago. Like, yeah, and it well, it was and it it was filed recently, and it, and it probably actually is something they're working on, but it's. It's the patent drawing. I mean, there's there's basically two kinds of patent drawings that I've seen with Nintendo stuff, and I've looked at a lot of their patents for various reasons. There's either, you know, a quick sketch of like here's how it might work, right? Which which is what this obviously was, or there's really nice 3D rendering, you know, 3D drawings of like the 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 cartridge shell 
as a patent. You know, like it either goes one or two ways. And, and that controller, the drawings were obviously like, I don't know, something like this, you know, like a drawing just to show all of the features it could have, not a product. And people yeah. just ran with that and, 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 you know, realized in, in a 3d space, the crappy patent drawing. And, and I don't know how that could fool people. Cause that, that wouldn't feel good at all to anyone. Like to have two sticks that are clicky and a couple shoulder buttons. And then uh, the buttons that appear on a screen that is the size of a controller. Yeah. I kind of didn't feel like people were... It didn't seem to me like people were fooled, uh, particularly. I felt like people were saying... I don't know, it was was a weird kind of event for me where I, I felt as though people were just saying, well, if this is what happened... Here's how I'd feel about it. Like it yeah. was, it was, it was a weird, different one than usual, where people are like, "Oh God, Nintendo, they've ruined it." It it seemed very speculative, to me. I don't think anyone was really like, "Oh, this is it." Yeah, it was, yeah. En- it was enough to make the Kotaku. It was a bit of fun. Yeah, a bit of a laugh, as they say. Yeah, but so, Kotaku uh, wasn't like, this is the new Nintendo controller, were they? I no, mean, I no, no, it. but it was enough to get a story on Kotaku that's like, is this the Nintendo controller? Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it's it was certainly interesting that someone made it and interesting to look at, and also yeah. interesting to see how the internet was just going to like uh, roll all over it in a certain way. Yeah, I agree. Um all right, so before we we did the show, uh, reminder: it is Easter. We 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 discussed the idea of maybe having an Easter themed show. Yeah, uh, which I mostly ignored, but um, I I do think that uh, this might be a good time to talk about our favorite Easter eggs, which is probably something we've done before, but I don't remember doing it. So, Easter eggs. Uh, yeah, so, I don't so know if he... we've talked about Easter eggs specifically. I think we've talked about things like um you know, hit hidden stuff or stuff that's tucked right. away. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think we skewed questions toward Easter eggs because we were more interested in those, maybe. Yeah, that's y'all's fault. <laughs> but uh, regardless, even if I'm repeating myself, I think it's fun to talk about our favorite Easter eggs. Uh, and I'm going to start with my favorite, even though I'm, I'm paraphrasing and I'm going to get it wrong because I've never actually played this one. I've only heard it explained to me. Um, it is in a game called The Immortal. Uh, do you guys ah, know the Immortal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an EA game designed by uh, one Will Harvey, uh, and there is man, Frank. Easter... I I can't like we used to. I know. <laughs> we used to, I just have to pause for a second. We 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 used to make fun of this guy, and and it's not because he's a bad guy, or or anything. We just, it's just his name's funny. We saw this one picture of him, and and he he had this strained smile. And and we just immediately imagined that his voice and all he could say is Will Harvey. He could only say his own name, and it was just <laughs> Will Harvey. And yeah, <laughs> like, and, and I know yeah. I can't I can't hear the name without hearing that as well. Every time, and it's yeah. I feel like a terrible person because of it. Well, because he's he's pretty cool. He's like a Will nice Harvey. dude, and he sounds I've like a normal him. human being. Also, <laughs> oh yeah, he's totally normal. He's very smart, dude. It's just. He in in at least in the one picture that you and I have seen of Will Harvey, he has kind of a strange smile. Yeah, um, and, and, and and that's all it comes to. That, that's all it is. And there's that other picture of Don Daglo where we were like, Don Daglo, it's me, right. Don Daglo. Um, and like so, whenever I see 
Don Daglo, I can't. It becomes Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Dawn Daglo. Which is not. I mean, you and I have sat in a room alone with this guy and talked to him extensively. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not that that's what he's like or that we think he's like that. It's just sometimes people have funny pictures that that. Uh, that create uh, funny voices. And that's the problem with memes. Okay, let's get back to the immortal. Uh, all right. The immortal. The immortal. Um, so there's a there's a pretty hard to to get Easter egg. Um, that and and Will Harvey's Easter eggs in general, I should say, are are all fairly substantial and weird. Um, but this one is probably his best one. Um, if I'm remembering right, uh, there is a room with a lot of holes in it that you could fall in and nice and yeah and, and that's, and that's <laughs> the been, easter egg i've right? been there yeah uh. <laughs> no uh so and uh you know obviously you don't want to fall in these holes because uh they don't kill you um but nice. there's one hole in particular in the middle of the room um even though the rest of them will kill you if you fall in this one particular one there's no there's nothing pointing to this hole it's just another hole but if you fall down that hole uh, you go to this underground area where there's a long hallway, right? Um, and so you start walking down this hallway, and nothing changes for a long time. Like it, it just you you can just keep walking, and it's just the same long hallway with nothing in it. And if you turn around and walk the other way, you immediately go back to the entrance. So it just seems to be a repeating hallway, but it doesn't repeat forever. It repeats for something like five or ten minutes. But if you if you walk down that hallway for five or ten minutes, uh, then you get to the secret Easter egg room where the staff of the game is hanging out, like the people who made the game. And, uh-huh. and there's one guy in there uh, who asks if you have some coffee. And at the beginning of the game, in another Easter eggy, obtuse way, you could get some coffee and give it to him. And he'll give you, uh, like, the best weapon in the game but if you don't have the coffee he kills you instead and that's and it's just like three levels of of easter egg to get this sword or whatever and i think that's great like i, I think it's very likely that people didn't discover that for years yeah that rules so what are your favorite easter eggs well i guess isn't the original uh the original easter egg wasn't that an adventure yeah yeah, that's considered the original Easter egg. Uh, there might have been some before that, uh, but that's the one that history is going to recognize because that's the one that was recognized in Electronic Games Magazine at the time uh, yeah. in an article where they actually coined the phrase Easter egg as well. So that you know that's forever going to be the first Easter egg. Because uh, you're hunting for it. Right. So wasn't the whole idea of the Easter egg that the guy put his name in the game because uh, he didn't like that Atari wouldn't let people put their names in the games yes. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He was circumventing Atari's rule that you couldn't put your name in the game by hiding it. Oh, that rules. Yeah. Get your name in there, idiot. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, very soon after both Activision and EA uh, – made a company out of uh, treating games as art and putting the creator's name right on the box, a tradition that continues with both companies to this day. Indeed. That was, that was a real, that was a joke. Yeah, I got My it. favorite video game <laughs> Easter egg ever is, uh, is probably, I know it's too soon to say, but it's probably Frog Fractions 2. Mm. Well, 
I nice. mean, that, that, the whole game is an Easter egg. Yeah. Is the idea so, there. I mean, I don't even need to ever find it or play it, but uh, <laughs> have I found it and played it already? Who knows? Um, I like in that classic game, Highlander, for the C- for the Jaguar CD, um, how there there's it's it's another find the dev team thingy. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of obscure stuff you have to do. I don't remember it all. Um, I actually had to use an FAQ to get there. But there's a room that just has everybody's face in it, and it looks completely um. It looks and sounds completely different from the rest of the game. I was gonna say, does it look like the rest of the game? That kind of looks like it kind of looks like Alone in the Dark, if I remember right. Yeah, I mean, it it is Alone in the Darky, but it the game is man, it's it, that's it's a real weird game that definitely you should play if, or watch some videos of if you get the chance because it, if I watch the videos, then I'm never gonna buy the game and they're gonna go right. out of business. That's so. right. Well, I think I think they don't have to worry too hard about that at this point. Um, they, yeah, the the game is pretty much like a bunch of wandering around in empty space and and occasionally having incredibly difficult timing based battles that are very floppy, uh, while five second loops of ambient music play. Um, it's it's like really it's really weird but then you get into this area and it's just it's like happy music and and all the devs are just smiling at you and then you can get this there's a podium with a a, a rubber chicken on it which turns out to be the best weapon in the game and so then you're you're spending the rest of the game ruining that that accidentally pure bizarre experience that they had created with this ambient music um and this and this kind of odd 90s visual style of pre-rendered backgrounds and 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 no shading on polygons for your for the characters mm-hmm. um because every time you swing your your rubber chicken weapon it goes <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty that's that's one of those surreal experiences that I don't know if I can exactly go back to and have it in the same way as I did in high school but that's that's quite something. I like that one. I don't know. There are a lot of weird Easter eggs. Um, I, I think it's worth uh, appreciating one that that we probably take for granted right now, which is uh, Reptile in Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was a that was a pretty solid Easter egg. And and for those who've never seen it, um, in the home versions of the first Mortal Kombat. Uh, you would occasionally, under some rare circumstances, I think, uh, be teased by a character named Reptile, which was, you know, Sub-Zero slash Scorpion, but with a green color palette, uh, teasing you to find him. Um, and I think it, you know, at the time there was no internet that at least I could access. And, like, I do remember it actually being a secret that people hadn't found for a while. And it was, yeah. you know, and this was a game everyone was talking about uh, at the time. So that was actually a really neat Easter egg to be, to to actually kind of fantasize and wonder, like, how do I find this guy, and what what happens when I do? Yeah, people only just a, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month, found yeah. the last uh, Mortal Kombat Easter eggy thing, which was Ed Boon's 
like debug screen that had yeah. some some extra biz on it that you could do like cuz he had bragged forever that there was stuff in there that people still hadn't found and i guess that that was the stuff well when i made the post saying that the, that uh fans might have found the final secret uh you know there's been no confirmation that that's it but right. that's probably it yeah cuz that was actually dug up by those cutting room floor wiki guys so they actually did data mining to find that so I think if there was anything else, they would have found it. Yeah, probably so. I like, um, this is not exactly an Easter egg, but I like in Sonic R how there's a, there's a, there's yeah. like a, this one spot you can stand and you just can get rings forever. You can just stand there and rings shoot out and Sonic can just hoover them right up. In, cause it, you, does he open his mouth? He doesn't, unfortunately. It would be oh. great if he did. But he, uh, you know, you have to r- not win in order to just stand there and get all these rings, but you can just sort of have this existential experience. Oh, yeah, and it says ring in giant letters right there and <laughs> just get you a bunch of rings for no reason. It's that's it's fun and cute. I like dumb Maybe little you stuff like that, like that. That ring sound. That ring sound is really bad, by the way. Am I the only person in the world who thinks that? No, I'm not. No, nah, I like it. Uh, it's not good. It, it's, uh, it's like a, it has a bunch of high frequency crap left over in it that, uh, they just didn't, uh, I don't know. It's not clean. It don't bother me. I, I like when, uh, it has a some, high. Sometimes end. you go to a gas station and they make that sound when you, when, when they're scanning stuff. Yeah. Chevron gas stations all do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've traced down an origin story for that. I was going to write that for like a Kotaku article. That is uh, uh, very worth doing. I think you should. Yeah, I think that could be a fun story. Yeah, I want to know about that. So uh, one uh, of my favorite things over this past week in video games was the uh, <clears throat> the Grand Theft Auto Deer Cam. Did you guys see this? Owned? I knew that it existed, but I didn't look at it. So uh, it, it's it's real simple, which is that in Grand Theft Auto... I thought it was San Andreas, but I, I think it was five now. Um, in 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 one of the one of them Grand Theft Autos, basically someone made an AI deer and just put a camera tracking on it and just streamed, you know, a stupid deer running around a city, getting into trouble, uh, acting like it like a deer, um, and it was weirdly compelling to watch a deer run around. I mean, like. We watched it in the office for a good like twenty minutes, just huddled around my computer, because there were just these exciting moments where the deer would get to a freeway, and there were cars, you know, driving really fast in both directions, and the deer, not controlled by a human, just controlled by you know its its own programming, started crossing the road, and and it got really exciting, like oh god, is it going to get hit? Is it going to be okay? And 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 uh, at least in that specific moment, Edward the deer managed to cross the road and it was you know we we celebrated we celebrated edward's continued survival as it turns out he's invincible so uh. even if he does get knocked around he's fine um and he gets stuck in walls and stuff a lot but the game just warps him to a new location every five minutes but point is it was a really compelling thing and it was like someone streaming grand theft auto 5 without having to actually play the game and it got me thinking that that might be uh, a good idea 
to put in as a feature in your game some kind of mode uh, where you where a player can stream something without actually being there. Yeah, well, we've got a we got a demo mode in Gunsport, which you know it's not absolutely the most exciting thing in the world, but you can watch the AI just hammer the ball because they know exactly where it is and they can just yeah. keep keep that thing afloat for a long time and then eventually one of them will decide to drop it and then win the game and uh it's it's kind of fun i don't know that whole salty bet thing is is cool enough uh if you're you, you aware of that yeah yeah um but but for those who aren't oh yeah right so <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's just um it's taking that uh it's called mugen i M- think mugen Okay. Editor, uh, not editor, uh, finding game engine thingy, which has just tons and tons of characters in it that, that people have submitted with move lists and, and whatever. And it just pits two of, two characters from that randomly against each other. So you got like your, your Goku versus Sephiroth battle that you always hoped you would see. And you can just bet on which AI is going to win. And, uh, and then, and then win or lose that. And people, that's, that's been going on for like three years and people are still doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a thing to put in your video game because people, people like that garbage. I so, like it. I think, um, the only real appeal of that is some sense of randomness where something crazy might happen if you watch long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it works for all games. No. Uh, like we, we put in basically a really half baked version of salty bed into iDarb and it's shipped with it, but I don't think anyone's like ever used it, but I, I, but I, I don't think that iDarb, for example, is a good game for that kind of mode. Cause, uh, there's only so many things that can happen within the rule set of iDarb. Yeah. Uh, I would say that's probably true of, of video ball and Gunsport as well. Certainly. Um, so, but like the, the, the salty bet thing, you know, the randomness is, you know, Oh, it's my little pony versus Galactus, you know, yeah. is, 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 and that's kind of appealing or the deer is like, Oh man, that deer is, you know, climbing a mountain now like an idiot, like what's going to happen to him. Um, so I, I think a lot of it might have to do with physics as far as like, like I think it'd have to be a game with some level of random physics that, that uh, lends itself best to this kind of feature. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you put something like that in that, uh, that goat simulator game or something, yeah, you know, people, people would hang out with that and just watch random stuff happen. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's just a deer forever. And, and, maybe, uh, maybe maybe deer is the pinnacle. Yeah, maybe it's just maybe you got to put that in on one of your deers and oh deer, and then oh yeah, watch watch a random car hit it or not hit it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Xbox was this year's winner of the Gross GDC Party Award. Mm. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't, like we got one of these every year, and uh, this year was Xbox where. Uh, there was a uh, party where they paid girls in uh they they, they paid they paid female models uh in schoolgirl uniforms is what i meant to say yeah. to uh dance around and and interact with people um you know basically they they created 
they they, they put sex objects in in their party and to be you know looked at as sex objects um is is the takeaway here and that's pretty gross uh they apologize for it and stuff and you know this 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 happens literally every year at GDC uh but i i don't know like it's i'm it's part of this party culture at GDC that uh i i continue to not understand that i think goes beyond the the gross you know exploitation stuff like i every year that the GDC parties feel weirder and weirder to me in the sense that I don't think anyone actually likes going to parties at GDC, but they all do it anyway. And I'm wondering what your, your feelings are on that. Well, I think we've gotten older than parties. we used to be. That's one of the, that's one thing. Sure. Um, I never liked going to parties even when I was younger. Right. But yeah. I'm an idiot, but, so well, what do I know? I don't think I liked them that much either, but I used to go because I was I knew I was going to get free food there. Right. I knew I was yeah. gonna get free beer there, and and that was there was a time where that that was more important to me than than having a good time. Also, there were at a lot of those parties, I could pretty reliably know that there was gonna be some Japanese video game developer who was not gonna have anybody to talk to that I could <laughs> then like get the complete attention of because I could talk to him. <laughs> those, those were good days. Yeah. Now that you oh. it. And, and so like that was, you know, there, there, there was a, a, a GDC party where I was, uh, talking to, um, Keita Takahashi and then Fumito Ueda came over and gave me a back rib. Uh, that's great. Yeah. And you know, like, so when, when those kinds of things are happening at a party, then I will continue to go to them. Once those sorts of things are no longer possible and the party is like, there's, there's no, there are no cool people there that like, and when I say cool people, I mean people who made video games that I would like to play. Uh, when, when those people are not there anymore and it's all people that either want something from you or, or are trying to figure out what your angle is, then, then all the party appeal that that there could have been is completely lost, and so that well, was. Well, let's, let's let's backtrack a minute here, though, because you're saying that the appeal of these parties is that there might be people who you want to talk to that aren't already talking to people, right? Yeah. Um, but the party atmosphere in which they are in is not usually conducive to being talked to. Well, I feel like there used to be a lot more where it was more conducive, and there wasn't you know, a loud DJ or a lot of, uh, other distractions there. I feel like there always was, and you kind of had to bring someone into a corner and scream at him to talk to him, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. In my memories, I talked to people, so (laughs) 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 maybe I'm making that up, but you know, I remember a street fighter party, uh, and it was before street fighter four was out and, so, you know, they they had a bunch of kind of kiosks where you could play Street Fighter 4 and it wasn't that loud. They were oh, playing I remember s- that one. Yeah, yeah. Th- and and I talked to I talked to Ono for a long time and I was like, "Hey, you should put Elena oh, in no. the game." And he's like, "Huh, maybe maybe I will." And so everyone can thank me for that because obviously That's, it was that yeah. conversation that led them to putting Elena in the game. Well, um Owned. 
as usual, the highlight for me was uh, when we put a Super Nintendo somewhere. Yeah. And played with the Super Nintendo. And that was the best GDC party. So uh, I would like to see more of that at these shows. Yeah, well, I've certainly, like nowadays, all I do is take a Super Nintendo into someone's suite and then inv- invite a few people to come play it. And then that's that's what it is. I would like that to be a little more open or something. I don't know. Oh, well, I don't. I don't want a whole a bunch re- of randos up in there. Yeah. Well, I think that it just kind of comes down to the personality type. I think if you like, uh, if you like having a good time, you have a good time with a couple of people that you know. And if you don't like having a good time, but really wish you did, or don't know how to have a good time, or don't know what a good time is for you, or don't know what you like, or think you know what you like but you're not really sure and you haven't ever really felt like you like something then you just go to a party yeah right and and i feel Uh, like the people who would be attracted to like the 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 super nintendo and chill party you know might be people i want to meet maybe yeah maybe Maybe. i i I feel like i'm full up i I I know enough people already (laughs) so to the uh to the to the tune of uh schoolgirl strippers at a party yeah uh, a microsoft party uh, I have a GDC uh, tale from this year. Go uh, on, let's have it. I was uh, I was leaving my talk, and I was walking with a couple of buddies, and uh, a uh, a conventionally attractive woman in a very expensive coat approached and gave me a business card, and she said that she was a stripper at a strip club, and that I could get a free lap dance with this card, uh, and I was like, oh. Okay. And then I was like, I was like, maybe I should talk to this stripper for more than one second, uh, instead of just treating her like a homeless person, you know, which it's just like, Oh, sorry, man. And walking away. I was like, yeah, all right. And then she was like, so wait, are you, are you going to this GDC? Are you a game developer? I was like, yeah. And she was like, Oh man, that's cool. I like video games. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then she's like, in fact, if you come to this strip club tonight, I will be giving lap dances dressed as... And then she named a character from a video game that I worked on. And I said, <laughs> I worked on that game. And she goes, oh, yeah, really? That's cool. And then she gives me another card. And she goes, if you see the guy who made Bioshock, give him this card. And I said, you mean Ken Levine? And she goes, is that the guy? And I go, yeah, that's his name. She's like, yeah. Give this to him and tell him he gets uh he gets all the free lap dances he wants. And I was like, okay. And then later that night, uh, I did see Ken Levine, and I did not give him the car. <laughs> and I really wish I had, because that would have been really funny. I think. So, yeah, I even if I wasn't interested story. in the lap dance, I would like to know. That I would be like, I said I would give it to him. So I, so what I'm saying is I lied to this, to this lady. So you did treat her like a homeless person. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't have any change, man. Usually when I say that, it's true. Actually, it's true for me too. I just don't like, I I think Uh, I stopped carrying change so that I didn't have to lie anymore. Plausible deniability. Yeah. 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 Uh, That old gambit, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Not, not to, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know how it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. 
It is a uh, tough one. Well beyond, well beyond the scope of this show. We're not going to solve yeah. this here. But uh, we can talk about Firewatch for a second. Um, OFW. So, speaking of games. Yeah, so yeah. speaking of video games, there's one called Firewatch. Um, first person uh, fire ranger Firewatcher. simulator game. Yeah. Um, sold 500,000 copies in its first month, which is uh, Owned. very successful. Yeah, it's not so to me. It's not a for, million. For a game like that. So. It's not a million, though. Not a million. Eat it, guys. Um, but that, that this is America. It is the current uh, financially successful independent game of note, right? So my yeah. question is: uh, two years from now, when uh, all the indie games are trying to rip off Firewatch, what are the things they're going to get hilariously wrong about what made it uh, successful? Hmm. Fire. Yeah. Uh, they're all. There's going to be actors from the television show Mad Men. Just one in each game from now on. Yeah. Uh, that because that's all they can afford. <laughs> so they're gonna just get one person from Mad Men, but ultimately it's gonna be like people who are in just one episode. Right. Like, is but but they can say on the box. Yeah. the The main guy is played by Rich Summer, who's uh plays Harry Crane on the show. Uh, uh Mad Men. Okay, thanks. That's information he's, that he, I did not have previously. So. Oh well, he's a he's a. Uh, He's a main guy on the show Mad Men. Uh not yeah, I mean he's he's up there in in the in the upper echelon of the main guys on the show. So he's uh he plays the main character and like I guess 60% of the voice that you hear throughout the game is him. So maybe maybe more like 50. But uh he uh yeah, yeah, so it's like I can imagine that literally being a bullet point on some yeah, EA some electronic arts confidential document is like they got a guy from a real TV show that people really like. Uh, oh, sure, should, sure. So like maybe we should go for this exact like instead of just getting somebody else from a popular drama series, they'll just look at Mad Men and try to get somebody from that. Like that's that, that actually has got to be on a document somewhere. Oh, man, I want to get uh, bubbles from the wire. Bubbles. Yeah. I like Bubbles. Yeah. That'd be a good voice for a game. Um, True. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think Fire's a pretty good one, too. It's like maybe people like doing Fire Duty. Um, duty. I, I don't think that... Uh, I really don't think people are going to take that much from from this game that they haven't already taken from, you know, the Chinese Room games or, or the other... Um, Walking simulator, so to speak, type thingies. Uh, uh, they're they're going to take all that dialogue. I tell you, yeah. there's a there's a lot. I mean, I'm I don't want to diss any other video games, but there's a lot more going on in Firewatch than any of those other games. Oh, I'm and I I'm not saying like I'm just there's, saying there's more I, stuff. There's more moving parts. I, you I know? guess the dialogue is something, but I don't feel like there's. I don't feel like it's stuff that's that's that people are going to look at and be like, ah, well, this is going to make my game successful. I because I would be really surprised if people looked at Firewatch and its success and were like, yeah, I could replicate that. Like, like with with <laughs> we are we are literally doing that right now. So I can I can tell you that you're wrong. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> I would love to make a game in that style. Just one real big, well-realized area, 
that you're in and there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens. Yeah. I mean, we like just um, not to reveal too much about what we're doing, but we literally have a client right now asking us to make something like a firewatch. Man, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. That's that rules. That's, that's, that's fun to me that, that a client would be like, yeah, let's, let's make one of these. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. let's whip out As one of a... these uh, narrative emotions games. It's weird to you that someone can look at a game that was semi low budget that sold 500,000 copies and go, oh, we can do that. It is weird to me because I just don't think that, uh, my, my experience talking to publishers is if, if something seems to be low budget, they don't feel like it can make money. Even Unless, though yeah. there's something making money, I mean, Brandon, like, yeah. I don't know if you realize this, Brandon, what? but five hundred thousand times twenty, no, I know, is ten million. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of money dollars. So you you deny all of the uh, Minecraft like games? No, I don't exist? deny those. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm what I'm thinking is, and I think I predicted this on the insert credit show a couple years ago. Is we're I mean we're still a couple years away from my prediction. Uh, but I believe that we're just going to have a million AAA gone home likes. Oh yeah, you did say that. Three or four years from now, and it's yeah. going to become not the dominant game genre, but it will rival the FPS. I absolutely agree with that, but I think we're further out than than, than three, three or four years. years. Maybe yeah. maybe five or six, seven or eight. It's it's out there. But man, playing Firewatch, which again I like, Gone Home. I like Firewatch. Uh, I realize that they are somewhat, uh, they are, they're affiliated creatively with one another. They're, they're, uh, they're the, uh, they're of the former Bioshock developer, uh, genre. Yeah. So those games are, they, they have some creativity in common. Oh, wait, no, no. Firewatch, Firewatch was Telltale. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Firewatch was Telltale, but they're, they're they've got some guys from a podcast. Yeah. Uh, worked on those games. So I don't know. People who one. do podcasts shouldn't work on games. I agree. That's weird. It's weird. But uh yeah, obviously Firewatch is newer than Gone Home by a few years, and we have yet to see much of the Gone Home developers' new games. But basically AAA is gonna go home by which I mean make games like Gone Home or games <laughs> like Gone Home are gonna go AAA. And Firewatch that was my prediction a couple years ago. And Firewatch is way closer to AAA. No, no offense to Gone Home than Gone Home was. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's so high tech and they really use that budget real well. Uh, it's got a very distinct artistic style that can be looked at, you know, in, as by no means is it accidentally looking good in that way. So I wonder how that much game th- appealed to me a lot. I wonder how much they spent on it. Um, because yeah, me too. As, as an, as an indie game, it's like that game had a budget for sure. Oh, absolutely. Heck yeah. Well, they had, they had private investors. They did. Um, uh, they yes. had one private investor that had a lot of money. Yeah. So, and, uh, uh, I think, you know, you need that for that kind of game, obviously. And, uh, my hope is that, uh, well, okay. My, my prediction is that there will be more investors of that type in this type of game now. Because investors yeah. love talking to each other. That's true uh, about what they do that makes money. But but uh, but uh, my and my hope is that this leads to more firewatches. My prediction is that it leads to some bad firewatches. Some really bad ones. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, uh, it's there's gonna well yeah okay so that first Walking Dead game of uh, the the Walking Dead season one yeah uh, there's stuff it does with narrative that is not planting a flag on the moon it's not like yeah we're gonna be the first game to do this it's that but it's also genuinely clever mm-hmm. right it's also just genuinely intelligent and uh, there are other Telltale games that are not that good so what I'm saying is. Firewatch, uh, Firewatch lives perfectly inside that size of environment, right? They have this environment and they have this story that fits that container very well. Uh, and it's, it's not just, uh, novelty. It is, there's genuine cleverness. I'm being as nebulous about this as I can. Mm. So what I'm saying is, should a triple A, uh, hot shot be like, yeah, we can do this, except instead of, an acre of a forest. We're going to do a whole city. And it's like, it would just suck. It would just oh, yeah. like, that's what I expect is extreme. I expect them to look at it and go, they didn't have the money to make this a bigger environment. Uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. Do. I think you're spot like, on. I, I hadn't thought of that, but I think you're right. I think we're going to see something that looks like watchdogs, but yeah, but fire watchdogs, fire watchdogs, <laughs> fire dogs. <laughs> we're going to see fire dogs. And it's going to have a bunch of, you know, Barbie doll models uh, that that are not convincing as humans uh, because they didn't understand that the reason that you connected with the characters in Firewatch is because you couldn't see them. Yeah. That's the actual answer I have for this question. I didn't realize till you uh, talked it out. Yeah, I think I think that's it. We're, if there's going to be AAA Firewatch is uh, Fire W-A-A-A-T-C-H. Uh, <laughs> It's gonna be kind of just too big and not focused. Not, like, they're gonna not, so yeah, okay. What I would see is, I, I would see a triple A developer, uh, some shady billionaire looking at Firewatch's success as being, because it's a story game and just taking that. Yeah. And not, not realizing that basically them mistakenly thinking the game is more important when, I'm a hundred percent all chips in on saying that uh Firewatch is a fiction writing uh exercise. It is not a game exercise. Like the 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 strength is in the writing of the fiction, mm-hmm. not as much in the game, which is not maybe a controversial thing to say, but nope. uh I mean the game's good too. So with, without a good game, whatever, but I think they're gonna under undervalue the the fiction writing quality. And uh, that's how you lose at trying to make a game that good. But they're also going to look at the fiction quality and hire people who don't know video games to write their fiction. That's the other thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To beef it up. Yeah. They're going to get all them Hollywood writers to make make a real story game written by real writers, not these video game jerks. But you know what? Whatever they do... It's probably going to be interesting than a lot of the AAA games out now. Totally, and I'll probably play it. Uh, so that has been episode 125 of the Insert Credit Show. Follow us on Boom. Facebook at facebook.com forward slash IC podcast. Follow us all on Twitter by uh, searching for our Twitter handles uh, by going in the search box on twitter.com. But uh, if you're too lazy for that, I am at Frank Sfaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon Boom. is at Necrosofty. That's with a Y, not an IE. Um, is that uh, like a like soft serve dead people? Is I'm that... not really sure. I think I think it's like 
in a in the, in the cute Britishy way that that you you put a Y on things if you if you belong to that group. Okay. Like a townie so or whatever. Right. So it's not that you're a softy and also dead. No, it's not. It's not. It's dead. not necessarily those things. Okay. Um, thanks as always to our pal Blaine Brown for editing and uh, posting this show. Without him, this would just be a bunch of files on a Dropbox uh, that never get uh, put together and sent to you. So thank you so much, Blaine. Um, and uh, that's it. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Uh, no. Happy huh? Easter. Happy Easter 2016. Thank you, everybody. Good Spring night. break. Insert credit show. Over, yeah! Spring break rules.